Well, good evening. As you get settled in there, I encourage you to get your Bibles and turn with us to the Gospel of John, chapter 15. We'll be walking through that in just a moment. We're delighted to have each of you with us this evening. It's been a beautiful day, beautiful worship we've had this morning. And we continue those thoughts this evening. We're glad to have each of you with us this evening. I was reading a story the other day about this preacher. It was on Sunday morning, and he got up. And he said, Brother, I got a confession to make. He said, My sermon was four pages long but my dog ate three of them. And so he preached one page. It was about 10 minutes. They had some visitors there that day. And as the visitors were leaving, they said to the preacher, if your dog ever has pups, I'd like to have one for my preacher too. <laughs> well, I don't have a dog, I have a cat. So we gotta stay with this and go through this. You know, it's, it's a typical conversation in a lot of homes, particularly those that are young families. It's a Friday night. It's been a long week, work, stress, pressures, and mom and dad just want to go out and have a date night. Now, if the kids are little, the, the parting words are, we won't be gone long. But if the kids are a little bit older, the words are, don't fight, get along. And for a lot of us, we've heard both sides of that. Our parents told us those very words, and then when we became parents, we said those very words to our kids, get along and don't fight. This evening we, we continue our series from John 13 through 16, where here the Bible tells us multiple times that Jesus was going to leave. Again, just going back and picking up a couple examples of this. In chapter 13, verse 1, it says, Now before the Passover, the feast of the Passover, Jesus, knowing that his hour had come, that he should depart out of this world. Then again, in verse 36, Simon Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? Chapter 14, verse 3, and if I go. Over and over and over, Jesus was saying, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. Now, what's so interesting is this is placed right before the crucifixion. When you go over to chapter 17, verse 1, it says, these things Jesus spoke, lifting up his eyes to heaven, saying, Father, the hour has come. Many times before this, he would say, my hour has not come, but now the hour has come. When you turn the page of chapter 18 of John, we see in the first three verses, Jesus goes across the Kidron Valley. He's in the garden. Here comes Judas with the soldiers. And off he goes to the cross. So what we find in John 13, 14, 15, and 16 are just the, the final instructions to the disciples before he leaves. I'm going to leave. And he lays down some principles. In our very first lesson from John chapter 14, verse 1, do not let your hearts be troubled. Believe. Believe in God. Believe also in me. And then last week as we looked at this, the second thing he really tells the people is to stay with me. The word there was abide. Abide in me. And that's where we went through John 15 and the vine and the branches. And Jesus reminded them of those things. Well, then today, as we look at the third instructions, we find in these three or four chapters here, Jesus is going to tell his disciples simply to get along. Now, again, they don't use that actual words. What he uses is, is really the words that came from our songs this evening, and that is to love one another. Here in John 15, 9 to 12, just as the fathers loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in my love. 
If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I've spoken to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be made full. This is my commandment, that you love one another just as I have loved you. If you don't love somebody, it's hard to get along with them. And what we notice here is we, we notice how many times the word love comes up in just these few verses. Jesus is driving home this point that you need to get along. I'm not going to be here, and you need to get along. And the main principle to get along is to love one another. And this was essential because we see even in chapter 17 that long prayer of Jesus. He would again emphasize this, not so much the word love, but being one. He would say in John 17, 11, I'm no longer in the world, and yet they themselves are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father, keep them in your name, the name which you have given me, that they may be one. And then he says in verse 21, that they may be one. Verse 22, that they may be one. Jesus is driving this point. I want you to love one another. I want you to be one. I'm not going to be here. And I want you to be able to do this. Now, I think one of the things that drives the point of this is they had shown over and over they had trouble with this. And I think this is one of the reasons why Jesus is showing this. For instance, earlier in the Gospel of Matthew, the occasion came when they were arguing about which one of them is the greatest. Well, that's not getting along, and that's not, that's not being the favorite. One day, one of my kids went, when my kids were home, one day, one of them called me. And I answered the phone and said, hello, dad, this is your favorite son. I said, no, it couldn't be. My favorite son's in the car with me right now. What do you want? But you know, when we start putting the order who's favorite and who's the best, you're going to have trouble. This came up again in the book of Mark. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he began to question them. What were you discussing on the way? They kept silent, probably because they know the reason. For on the way, they discuss with one another which one of them is the greatest. So Jesus, before he leaves, is saying, I want you to love one another. I want you to be one. And one of the reasons is, y'all can't do this. You have trouble with this. Look again at another example. When Jesus' feet was uh, anointed before the cross, the disciples, said, the disciples were indignant. They saw this and said, why the waste? Talking about the waste of the perfume. In verse, uh, four, chapter 14 of Mark, for this perfume might have been sold for over 300 denarii and the money given to the poor, and they were scolding her. Jesus said, leave her alone. Leave her alone. And so one reason why I think we find these words in here is because Jesus knows it was difficult for them to get along. And they had demonstrated over and over that they couldn't get along. But also we understand they lived in a culture that didn't get along. As we do today, we live in a culture that doesn't get along. We remind ourselves that the Jew and the Samaritan did not get along. When Jesus was in Samaria talking to the woman at the well, John puts his statement in there, for the Jews have no dealings with the Samaritans. What in the world are you doing talking to a Samaritan? Worse than that, a woman Samaritan. Why? Because we don't get along with them. And then there were political differences. Herod in Luke 23, verse 12. Now Herod and Pilate became friends with one another uh, that very day, for before that they were enemies with one another. Political foes, enemies, not liking each other. Kind of sounds like elections we have, doesn't it? And people saying things like that. 
And then we think about the various Jewish groups. There was a whole bunch of them. And they were divided, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the Essenes, the Herodians, and the Zealots. And they were all theologically and politically different. And they didn't get along with each other. And so Jesus is telling his disciples, you're living in an atmosphere that does not get along. I want you to get along. And more than that, how can Jesus, as Isaiah calls him, the prince of peace, if his own disciples can't get along? It seems like my, my words are wasted if you simply do not get along with the things I am saying to you. And so I am leaving, and I want you to get along with one another. Now, the Bible uses a variety of other expressions to kind of say this later on in, in the writings of the apostles. For instance, the book of Romans, it talks about, so that with one accord you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Over here in the book of Philippians, only conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. I may hear that you are standing firm, one spirit, one mind, striving together. We may call this unity. We may call this oneness. But that's the idea that's coming out of here. We see in Philippians chapter 2, make my joy complete by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Get along with one another. Love one another. And then as Colossians says, your hearts are knit together in love. And we begin this evening by understanding that getting along is not easy. It's not easy in the home. It's not easy in the workplace. It's not easy in the community. And sometimes it's not easy in the church. I love the story that uh, James Dobson, the family counselor years ago, wrote about when his kids were little. He was, they were taking a road trip. And if you've ever taken a road trip and you're sitting in the back seat, oh, he touched me, oh, she's leaning on me, and off we go. So there's two boys in the back seat as the Dobson family was riding down the road. And they were fussing. And James Dobson warned him and warned him and warned him. Finally, he got so mad, he pulled the car over, yanked out both boys, spanked them, put them back in the car, and said, I don't want to hear a single word for the next 30 minutes. And all down the road they went. The little boy just looked intently at the clock. He just watched it. Soon as it hit the 30-minute mark, he said, can I say something now? And Dobson was still mad. He says, yes, what do you want to say? He said, you know, 30 minutes ago when you spanked me, my shoe came off and it's still over there. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Isn't that just the truth? You know, the history of all religious movements is about division. It's about trouble. 1917, in Russia, there was a major revolution taking place. The seeds of communism were starting. And the Russian Orthodox Church split. And they split over the color of the priest's robes. That happens. More than 100 branches exist today of the Baptist Church. Even very conservative groups, like the Old Order Amish, they have divided over how your suspenders are going to go up your back. Are they going to be two independent suspenders, or is it going to be coming up one like a Y and then coming down? And they have divided over that. And yes, among our fellowship, there's been a lot of fighting, a lot of divisions. The history of the disciples of Christ, the Christian church, and the churches of Christ come from the same spot in America. As it came to America, they all originated from there. 
But through the years, there's been all kinds of branches and divisions and troubles through the years. And in all those groups, in every religious group, there's a conservative element that only sees red lights. And that means stop. There's a progressive element that always sees green lights, and that means go. And then there's everyone else who's in the middle, and they see yellow lights, and that simply means caution. So when we look at this, we, we need to appreciate that, number one, we are different. Why is it hard to get along? Because we are different. We think differently. We have different backgrounds. We have different experiences, and, and that, that brings us together. Here in the book of Galatians, in chapter 3, Apostle Paul would say it this way, For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who are baptized in Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek, neither slave nor free man. There's neither male nor female. For you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you're all Abraham's descendants, heirs according to promise. Y'all probably didn't know this, but Paul preached in Alabama. Y'all. Y'all won. Y'all won. Y'all won. Don't be telling me that I'm Greek and you're, you're this. Don't tell me you're Jew and I'm that. Don't tell me you're male or female. Y'all just won. You see? And so that's what we have to get over. We have to understand that, that when, when we think about those 12 apostles, that there was two sets of brothers and everyone else wasn't related. 11 of them were from Galilee. One was from Judea. One was a tax collector one was a, was a Jewish zealot who hated tax collectors. What a mixture. What, 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 what a recipe for a bombing or, or just blowing up of the whole thing. But Jesus' words were, get along. And that's what we need to see. And then secondly, we need to appreciate that Satan is working hard to drive wedges to pull us apart. He wants to hurt your feelings. He wants you to feel left out. He wants you to think that you really don't count. And again, we, we look at passages such as, again, in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, 